Welcome back to the basement, basement dwellers. Welcome back to what we do in the basement. I am your host and DM, Kevin Rambaran, joined as always by Thomas Tolls. Da, 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 da. His Guys, first he's, words. He's his first words. That's right. I play a new Dweezil. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, ooh. <laughs> and isn't it ironic that I said daddy instead of mommy? What an interesting little twist. Ooh, yeah. Anus may follow, follow mother, but Thomas follows daddy. Yes. <laughs> I worship a god known as Zaddy. Oh, there we go. I am here with Luke Cecilon. Hi, folks. I'm Luke. I play a lot of Elden Ring. I just got it two days ago, and it's just like all I'm doing. It's, it's great. It's yeah. fun. It's going to seem like you're behind the times because this comes out I know, later, but like... But trust that he's not. Also, I played Frank the Bloodpath Abomination, whatever that is. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Also, your character in Elden Ring is named Frank. It is, because I, I want this all to be one thing. Yeah. Well, like, did you say Bloodbath or Bloodpath? Yeah. I just want to make... Did you say Mudbath? <laughs> like, do you work in a spa? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I am here with Jesse Bergen. Hello. I've played a little bit of Elden Ring myself at uh, Luke's place. But more importantly, it's becoming an Elden Ring. I, <laughs> Elden cast. I play Old McGinty, a pastry chef who's getting too mold for this shit. Ooh, nice. pretty good. Pretty good. Uh, I'm here with Natasha Duran. Rael Nilo, and I can only imagine this is what's going on in Frank's head currently with his friend Udon, or whatever his name is. Udra. I've seen you round for a long, long time. I remembered when you drank my wife. Why can't we be friends? Why can't we be friends? Why can't we be friends? <laughs> There's that lag, folks. Um, also, I don't know what Elden Ring is. So there you go. <laughs> Tash, you gotta stop talking about Elden Ring. God, you just can't ever stop. Um, uh, listeners, for those of you who are blissfully unaware, Elden Ring is, uh, is a don't video have game. To. Uh, anyway, um, keep uh, that in. That's saying it. Yeah, Stay okay. blissful. <laughs> All right, folks. I think it's time we dive right in. Uh, and we talk about a little bit of a recap. So, last session, Frank bid farewell to Sir Ian McSkellen, who ascended oh. the tunnel as Eudrum informed the group that he needed to get the crystal-infected halfling boy down to his living quarters if he was going to help him, while waiting for Kynan and Harriet to return with supplies. The group decided to help Eudrum sneak the boy into his living quarters and see if they could find out more information on the whereabouts of the missing halflings. Eudrum led the gang to a check-in point, where he would have to check in with the guards before passing through and going to his living quarters. The passage seemed to be guarded by two guards, one looking much more formidable than the other. Eudrum went ahead and distracted the guards with the body of the boy wrapped in a makeshift bag. As, as he turned the guards' attention away, Rael and McGinty crept up ahead while Anus and Frank prepared some spell attacks. Rael and McGinty landed heavy blows on the guards, and Frank and Anus' spells did not quite connect. The less sizable guard disappointed her superior with some fruitless attacks on Rael before being put to sleep by Frank, and eventually killed by McGinty. <laughs> As the group fought a surprisingly formidable drow warrior, they realized the challenges they may run into down here may be more ruthless and harder to negotiate with than they thought. Frank may have talked a big game, but was met with some heavy attacks which knocked Frank prone and almost killed him. You could cut out that quote and put it into any episode summary. And it would be <laughs> there 
very good. Noose ran forward to help protect his friend, while Rael and McGinty continued to deepen the guard's voice by attacking his voice box. <laughs> Frank taunted the guard from behind Anoose's shield, which prompted a vicious attack. Anoose fought back valiantly and continued to protect Frank, casting Franktuary. Rael created a spectral humanoid scorpion to deliver healing kisses. With which, Anoose's face. That's right, yes, yeah. <laughs> which Frank quickly accepted. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, when when a noose tries to kiss you, you're all no, no. But when it's... <laughs> uh, Frank landed his true strike finally before ducking behind a noose's shield again. Uh, and something in Frank's effective taunt and attack must have prompted a violent retaliation from the guard who downed a noose with three heavy blows. Watching a noose drop caused Rael to see red, and the disguised drow launched an acrobatic attack, straddling the chest of the guard and decapitating him, but not before removing his voice box first. Oh, yeah. The group collectively... <laughs> oh, yeah. Luke took his shirt off. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, the group collectively picked a noose up and pressed his unconscious face into the spectral scorpion, <laughs> reviving the half-elf and allowing him to don the guard's armor, as Frank did the same with the other guard's clothing. McGinty disposed of the bodies, but not before Frank procured himself another bone-based buddy, Tommy Lee Bones. Yeah! <laughs> oh, right, my joke! <laughs> Udrum led you back to his quarters where McGinty promptly fell asleep as Frank <laughs> used the chain of regain. Anus performed his ablutions, and Udrum prepared a space for the halfling boy's body and asked Frank why he was down in the Underdark. Frank confessed to Udrum that he did indeed have a hand in the fate of their graduating class. He also explained that he made a deal with Obitus, and also showed Udrum the page he tore from the Book of Adamon. Udrum responded, I guess some people just get what they need, and get what they want, before going to bed coldly. That's the song I was going to use. Damn it! <laughs> <laughs> you did that at the end of last episode. <laughs> well, you don't always get what you want. <laughs> um... <laughs> But not as coldly as the freshly washed Anus, who dripped his way back into the room and asked about towels. The group drifted off for the evening, and that's where we are now, except listeners. Fun fact that I did not fill you in, but everybody heard this at the end of the session. Our party has leveled up. Combo now. <laughs> oh no! no. <laughs> we demand more levels. Yeah. yeah, you guys have been sitting outside my house honking and waiting for me to level you up. <laughs> Which, by the time this is released, is hopefully not a thing anyway. Yeah, yeah, at all. Um, the cops have been brutal to us, though, to be <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, just like hugging us and stuff? Like. Uh. <laughs> Canadian politics. <laughs> anyway, moving on, <laughs> folks. You guys have decided to sleep in uh, Udrum's living quarters, so you're all asleep. Please, while you sleep, and, and, and you're coaxed along your dreamscape by the by the light rumbles of passing spider hordes <laughs> and, and the faint dripping of water or blood, uh, everybody please give me a perception check. Ooh, dream perception. <laughs> Wish Red Claws was here. <laughs> <laughs> I got an 18, Kevin. Oh. That got hit. I'm reading it. <laughs> yeah, no, it, no, no, it ran into other things. Yeah, I know. That's wow. <laughs> Fuck, it's even worse. She rolled a nat one, folks. <laughs> <laughs> You're right. You can't trick the dice. Rael had a <laughs> wet dream somehow. 
Oh, Maybe it's one. Oh, you know what? Yeah. You know what? Sure. Yeah. Tanner was so opposed, and then watching. Yeah, you know what? Actually, I did have a wet dream. Yeah. It wasn't hard to convince. It's been a while since he brought up Lorenzo. Why not? Okay, so sorry. We know that we know that Rayel rolled a nat one. This is awful. What did the rest of you get? Nineteen for Frank. Uh, seventeen for McGinty. And right in between my two friends, an 18 for a newt. 18 for a newt. Uh, McGinty had a dry dream, which being an old man is really great because he <laughs> usually has to get up every 10 minutes and go right. pee. So, <laughs> moving along. <laughs> in one of the many available pee streams that are the plumbing within paved places in this world. For the rest of you, the night passes sort of seemingly normally, uh, normally up to this point. But Frank, you toss and turn on the cold stone and, um, you know, what sounds like a distant scream kind of pierces your dreams and almost startles you awake. Was that sound? In your... <laughs> Jesus. Uh, it's hard to tell whether that sound was in your head or actually, like, you know, far away outside of the place. Um, you let the moment linger for a second. You listen more closely, but you don't, you don't hear anything in the distance. But then a noise much closer pulls your attention. You kind of hear what you would maybe describe as the light rustling of parchment. And oh, no. You, you, you look up, and you just see... You see Tasha's dying. What? Your noises today. What? <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> I'm liking it. Go back to your wet dream. Come <laughs> <laughs> talk to me about noises. Yeah. Yeah. Um. <laughs> what does Rael sound like when she's dreaming right now? I don't okay. want to. No, we're not going to that part. <laughs> don't change the subject. Uh, so parchment, you say. Um, uh, anyway, Frank, you, you, you kind of uh, look over and you see uh, the source of the sound. You see Udrum sitting hunched over his desk. And he's got his eyes close to whatever it is that he's looking at. You can see from his posture, it almost looks like he's cupping a small crystal in his hand, almost using it as like a tiny light source or something. And you can see as he sort of scribbles something. And, um, and and you see, like, the, the small light source sort of diminishes as he kind of folds his hands together. And it's hard to tell, but it kind of looks like he's almost wrapping that crystal up in, like, parchment or something. Um, and, and, and then he, like, starts to quietly make his way back towards his bed again before stopping and uh, sort of looking over the rest of you sleeping. And uh, he looks kind of a little contemplative. Can't sleep either, huh? <laughs> oh, uh... Yeah, not exactly. Um, sorry, I didn't mean to keep you up. No, it's it's probably my fault too. Uh, yeah. Um, <laughs> look, uh, Frank. And you see, he kind of looks at um, what's in his hands, and then says, uh, "Forget about it." Uh, no, no, you, you, you can talk to me. You used to tell me stuff all the time. Look, you're you're looking for for these these things here, and and you see he he they're uh, the halflings are called. Not that's Half. not what I, I meant. This, and you see he produces from his uh, from from his robes, uh, not not the hand that he had the folded crystal in. Produces from his robes uh, your piece of paper that contains uh, the recipe to the allspice, and he looks at the back and he's like, now this, or he looks at the front side and says, all this stuff looks pretty normal, but I didn't like. You need this, and you see he holds up the crystal uh, in in parchment. It's like this is Frigas. Oh, 
Oh. I do need that. <laughs> yeah, um, it's hard to know who to trust down here. I wanted, well, I, I don't know, here. And you see he hands you the, uh, the recipe and he hands you the wrapped up uh, crystal. He says, Frigus is concentrated and um, I don't know if that'll give you what you need when it's put into a crystalline form, but, um, I know that it comes from the Black Eyes Caves, which are just beneath my laboratory, actually, but I've never been down there. You, you got no idea what this means to me. I just pray that I'm doing the right thing. Please. Please don't. Don't fuck this up. I don't know. I'm gonna try and get some rest. Okay, buddy. And you see he uh, kind of beds down. Do you want to look at the crystal at all? Yeah, let's uh, let's perceive. Okay. <laughs> with a five. <laughs> uh, Frank, so with a five, you 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 look at the crystal. You see you look at it. And it's got like a faint glow. Um, that's that's like. But you look at the parchment, and you actually see there's a note, um, uh, written on the parchment that like is almost kind of like scribbled out. Like it seems like he was like kind of gonna write this note, and then was kind of not sure. And then, like, maybe sort of just not, he wasn't, it wasn't like a complete idea that was finished. Is this like half blood print stuff where he's got like notes on how to properly do? No, it looks like it's a note written oh. to you. It says Frank. And then uh, it says, um, I may not forgive you, but I cannot block your path. And then you see um, all of it is with, like, there's a line through the whole thing. And then he has, I may, and then that's scribbled out. And then just I and the, that's really scribbled out. And then he just that that's it. I'm gonna hold on to this. I'm gonna figure this out. This will be a puzzle for later. A puzzle. I'll just add <laughs> an interpersonal relationship puzzle. <laughs> yeah. I'll just add this to the other artifacts I've collected that I have not figured out either. So Frank opens up his inventory screen. <laughs> I, got, I got that rice box and I couldn't forget what that did. Like, like has to get rid of his potion because he has 18 <laughs> sad notes. <laughs> we just see like him holding out dropping stuff in a pile. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> exactly. Um okay, do you bed back down, Frank? You're... Yeah. Yeah. Back back to bed, Frank. Okay. You folks wake up in the morning. Anybody want to do anything this morning? Anybody waking up specifically? Rail, you, 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 uh. <laughs> <laughs> you, you, uh you, you, <laughs> wow, alright. Who else feels real good right now? Oh, I. <laughs> Rail's feeling mad limber. <laughs> I was holding this beautiful, warm, shapely, puffy souffle. It didn't collapse. It was incredible. Oh. Yeah, that's about what I dreamt about too. Yeah. A noose is gonna make the rounds and be like, Udrum, I'm gonna wash all your sheets, okay? Uh, just gather them up from each of our little beddings. Uh, let me get mine and uh, Rael, I'll get yours. <laughs> also, I'm 
imagine that disguised self is kind of worn off at this point. Yeah, and yes. so, like, Rael's taking off her touristy garb, and I don't know how people are going to react to that. Sure. But that's what she's doing. And you see, as you as <laughs> as you take off, you, you see Udrum freaks out immediately. Like, he jumps up, and he's like, someone's in here. Someone got in here, you guys. I don't know. What's going on? What's going on? Uh, Frank, 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 Frank. Uh, and you see, he, like, jostles you. Shut him up. Shut him up. Shut him up. It's fine. It's fine. This is our close friend, Rael. You, her disguise was very. She was convincing. not not here <laughs> yesterday. There was there was a human here who was dressed like a drow. This is uh, a. Dr- you see, he like touches your face to like see if you're really putting his hand towards your face. Oh, and then she like retaliates by like putting her hand on her throat, his throat, <laughs> on her own throat, his throat and her throat. No. <laughs> <laughs> Chokes herself and him. Yeah. Okay, yeah. hold on, hold on. Oh, oh, oh. Uh, this she was in disguise. Okay, she is helping us. She's an ally. She knows this place well. Okay. She's good. And Anu okay. says, and also her sheets look totally normal in the weeks of Rael. Really making this a thing, huh? <laughs> um, do you have, uh, is there a side tunnel? I just need a little privacy. Udrum's, uh indicates that there is an, uh, like a sort of a water closet area. You could go in there. He says also um, there's a couple of, like you could just, there's there's alcoves and stuff like that. On your, you you would know that on your way in there was like little uh, like sort of alcoves and small little tunnels with dead ends and stuff like that that you could possibly uh, go get some privacy in cool. if you wanted to. Mickey's gonna head off. Okay. Not far. Um, he's gonna poke around. He's gonna find any like small room that has like a cooking area or like anything where there would be a f- you could make a fire. Sure, sure. Like a fire uh, pit. Yeah, roll me a d20 and we'll see what kind of place you come across based on the result. Uh, nat one. Nat one. <laughs> uh, McGinty, you, you, you turn. Fall off a cliff and break your neck. No, yeah. Uh, no, uh, you, you, McGinty, you, you turn, uh, you know, you turn down a tunnel after, after you're just coming out of Udrum's living quarters and you see a small, um, uh, little circular kind of uh, alcove carved out. Looks like it used to maybe be like a place for people to like just rest or something like that. But there's just a little fire pit on the ground, and um, it's not quite as like recessed away as you maybe would like. Sure. But it's it's uh, it's about you know a uh, hundred feet away from like where Udrum's entrance to his dwelling would be, and it's just down the top. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I'm gonna start a little fire. Okay. Little fire going. Um. I'm going to uh, start making some. Some breakfast, uh, and uh, when I'm done, uh, just making some uh, maybe some hash browns, keeping it simple. He's got sure. some potatoes. He chops them up. After he's done, he sets those aside, and he takes out, uh, reaches into his pocket, his pouch. He takes out a small uh, velvet satchel, opens it, and he takes a pinch of something inside. He scatters it onto the fire. Okay, as you throw. This substance it's onto a dark the fire. black powder <gasps> almost looks like ashes in the air and as it hits the fire the flame licks upward very quickly and burns almost black before it almost dies out very fast like almost fizzles out and extinguishes <clears throat> and for a brief second it's like quiet and then a geyser of ashes bursts upward from the ground spraying everything Oh, I should have covered my hash browns first. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah, it covers the hash browns. <laughs> oh, um, it just ruined all those sheets you claimed. This is, this is not near you guys. <laughs> <laughs> this is no, it's, it's, it's everywhere. It's getting a hundred feet away. that one. It's the same room. <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, but, yeah, so uh, oh, uh, this, this goes everywhere. A pale-faced demon 
appears in front of you. <gasps> Hollow eyes, slits for nostrils, and a large, sharp-toothed maw. Three small, sharp spikes protrude from the top of his head, and his jawbones seem to almost burst forth from his skin, creating an outline of a goatee. The demon wears a surprisingly well-tailored red velvet suit with pale white gloves, a black dress shirt, and a small white pocket square in the breast of the jacket. He clutches an ornate maroon cane, which he slams down as he appears and his voice booms out. Who calls upon Profiteroth, the monarch of the Black Forest, the carver of the carotid cake, the torturer of thoughts, the fosterer of the benignus, the pumper of kinpai, who <laughs> seems to drape this plane in red? Sorry. Can we go back to how you pronounced bananas? <laughs> the fosterer of benign us. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, hey, hey, Fitz. Hey, it's uh, it's Ernest. Oh, why? It's you, LV. Oh, sorry, hey. sorry, sorry. I don't know about no, it's Ernest, okay. Ernest. I, you've got a few more titles since we last talked. That's old, great. You're doing well. Habits. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, no, it's wonderful. How did you pronounce bun? Was that bananas or no, what was that? It's, it's, I, the benign us, you know. Sure, the yes, collective of us who is benign. Or benign, I yes. That feeling. And anyway, <laughs> you know, That's I was. Great. I was. Talking. I'm loving the fit. I'm loving the drip. It looks great oh, on you. Why? Thank you very much. You know, I was just talking to Sintra about you. Oh, really? And I, I, I guess I was mentioning that time when, <laughs> when you and Zarin went to dismantle that rebel organization in Renfort, <laughs> and you sent me the soul of their leader. Do you do you remember the journey I had to go on to free his soul from purgatory oh. just so I could damn it to a life of servitude on the plane of annihilation? <laughs> oh, Fitz, you only bring that up every single time I summon you. Oh, it man. was a long journey. Good times. Oh, <laughs> well, oh. yeah, so, you know, so she's doing well. How are the kids? Oh, you know, they're all right. I mean, they're causing trouble, so I've never been prouder. Right. <laughs> Still fighting over the uh, the Ash Throne? As they do, as they do, but I have yet to pick my successor, of course. <laughs> well, best pick one before they, they pick one themselves, right? Yes, that's oh. right. I have four children, and they're all vying for my throne. <laughs> that's right. Demon Spawn grow up so fast. Yes. Oh, you know, that's why I never had kids of my own, right? Ah, uh, yes, yes. Oh, anyways. So, oh. you're looking for a bit of, um, something? I mean, yes. we, don't, we don't usually connect on a level of... It's, this is, yeah, I haven't seen, this you is haven't not, been working. This is not a social call. Uh, this is a, prof I, I, I am talking to you professionally. Are you back with uh, the Strand? No, no, not exactly. Oh. Uh, I, I guess I am kind of back in the game a little bit. Okay. I'm dipping my toe back in. Nice. You, know, I had nice. A good... you were a natural. <laughs> yes, thanks. You know, I you know this. I'm good at a lot of things. It turns out, mm. uh, unfortunately, uh, seems a certain skills uh, are now needed more than they were for a few years. So, how about uh, you know maybe we make a little deal, just like old times. Let me see what I can do. Mechanically. Yeah. Um. McGinty is now a Hexblade Warlock, yes. level one. So I'm going to get, uh, I can now bonus action curse people. Okay. Which gives me extra damage on them. Okay. Uh, I crit on a 19 to 20 on okay. them. 
and I gain health when they die. Sounds good. Uh, that's the main boost I'm going to get. I also now have some spells. I can cast low-level spells as well. Sure, sure. Um, so perhaps I uh, I hold out um, cool. uh, the hash browns. <laughs> I'm like, yes. you uh, know what you have to do. <laughs> <laughs> Just let me get these ashes off of here. Yeah, you see, he's like blowing the ashes off. He's like, oh, oh, um, uh, okay. Well, um. These look quite good. So once once again, uh, yep, you'll you'll get any souls that I kill, mm-hmm. and in exchange, you know, I get a little extra, a little something something. Mm-hmm. To, I, you know, I, I help see, me out. I, I appreciate the initial offering. The hash browns are nice. Um, here, here. Well, I thought you were gonna do your thing to them. I, uh, well, uh, you, you know, know, this uh, is how we do it. Yes, I understand what you mean. And you see, as he's talking, he um, he takes off uh, the glove on his left hand, and he. Uh, he he takes his cane, which um, transforms into a dagger as he lifts it up, and stabs it right through the palm of his hand, and then squeezes his hands together over top of the hash browns, dripping this black sort of ashy blood onto the top of the hash browns, and he's sort of like shaking his hands back and forth like he's spicing them almost. Yeah. <laughs> um, More like ash brown. browns. Yes, and uh, <laughs> yeah, you could just cut that. It. I said that. No, that's great. We're keeping <laughs> it yeah. and keep that comment too. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it picks... smells kind of like sickly sweet, like molasses or something. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And he and he uh, just hand scoops some of the hash browns up to his mouth and and indicates for you to kind of do. Yeah, the same. no, let's do it. Okay, and he says, um, "We kind of sit down. I we I put them on some plates, made some coffee. Yes." Um, Sip, we're eating, sipping our coffees. Yes. And he says, um, A promise made to the monarch of the Black Forest must not be broken. Yeah, no, for sure. Yeah, no. Okay, Listen, cool. this is, we've done this yeah, a lot. Yeah, okay, like, sorry. I just have to say the You thing. have to, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah you know, okay. it's part of the thing. It's, anyway, it's anyway, kind of overblown, you yeah, know? Yeah, I understand. <laughs> he, 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 <laughs> as he's saying it, he's eating the hash browns and yeah. putting them in his mouth. And um, <sighs> there you are. Great. You receive your hashtag <sighs> curse. Oh, man, that feels familiar. Oh, boy. Yes, you feel you this don't... power sort of surge through you. starts in your stomach and then pops up through your entire system. Let a little burp. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> Ash never... comes out as you do that. Oh, boy. You yeah. never really forget that taste. All right, well, Fitz, uh, it's been it's been a pleasure. Mm-hmm. Uh, hopefully, you know, we can I can settle things up mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, we can call it even again. Sort of a win-win <laughs> for me, either way. Sure. Yeah, totally. Yeah, no, I... It's true. You're you're gonna benefit. We're all gonna benefit. It's great. Mm-hmm. It's the beautiful thing about uh, you know being an entrepreneur. Everyone yes. tries their best, and everyone comes out ahead. Yes. Next time, I have to try one of those tarts you've been telling you me about. You gotta. They're great. Oh well. Okay. Okay. Anyway, well, I have to get back to uh, you know torturing souls and ruining lives. Ah so. <laughs> yes, of course. The the torture of torts. That's me. And don't forget to spread, you know, the general feeling of benignness. Anyway, I don't know what that means. And he disappears. Okay. Spread benignness. So, like, that's so, like, do do not much, do nothing. Okay, sure. <laughs> it's generally, no, stop, okay. Stop. And don't make choices. <laughs> McGinty's gonna make some fresh hash rounds without weird uh, demon, demon blood, hash on blood on them. them. Yeah. Bring them back to the gang. And McGinty, as you're returning, you maybe notice that there uh, there's a bowl sitting outside of. Um, of Udrum's house that wasn't there when you left. Um, and it just looks to be filled with like what looks to be black oatmeal, like black gruel. Oh. Yeah. Uh, As McGinty's you walk in. gonna kind of have a look. 
Ah, uh, this won't do. It's gonna totally pour out the oatmeal. Sure. Oh, and there's the also pot. beside it a glass of uh, the Roma, that the the drink that that water with the black ink kind of floating in it. Yeah. Is this set outside the the cave yeah. that I was in? Uh, no, it's outside the door that uh, that like it's outside the place to Yujo's place. You get the sense that a guard has dropped off food at some uh, point. Ah, yes. Well, yeah. uh, this looks uh, absolutely disgusting. McGinney's gonna pour it all out. Sure. Put the hash browns in the bowl. Yeah. And Sounds bring good. it in. Okay, perfect. You bring the you bring uh, the the food in. So yeah, McGinty enters with hash browns. Do you guys want to? Udrum Udrum looks at it like, what? Oh my god, is that? That's right. We got taters, folks. <laughs> Look, that's food. That's not. It's not. Oh, and you see, he like starts Rail eating pushes him out of the way. Oh. Wake your turn. Oh. <laughs> that was for everyone, Rail. Oh, he falls down. <laughs> you all fight over your Anus ash Anus is just going to have a spoonful of ash if he can. <laughs> You're scraping the edges of the bowl for like the remaining yeah. ash pieces. The yeah. <laughs> Anus, Anus, roll me a perception check, please. This is trying the ash spoon challenge. Trying not to cough. <laughs> <laughs> ash yeah. spoon challenge. Uh, it's a 22, Kevin. 22. So, Anus, you notice, uh, like, outside the door, you see, like, a little puddle of black gruel that looks like black oatmeal, uh, just like like a small bit that McGinty didn't quite, like, throw all of, uh, yeah. like, off I the just say edge. to the group, uh, if you'll excuse me, and then I... <laughs> <laughs> the Slurping off the ground. Um, and uh, so everybody's awake. Um, you see Udrum sort of tense a little bit to the halfling boy's body. Um, uh, making sure that it is still stable. We'll say that um, Harriet and Kynan spoke with Udrum and uh, mentioned that they would be back to drop off supplies in the next day or so down that same tunnel that they had dropped them off before. Um, uh, so we'll say that that was just happened previously. Udrum explains uh, that that he'll go check the tunnel later on, but typically what his typical, uh, what my typical day looks like is uh, I wake up, I eat that gruel, uh, and usually... Uh, there's, give me some kind of water. I, I go down to my laboratory for a few hours. Then I usually get escorted to check in with Syra. Um, uh, sort of the, she's the, kind of one of the head mages here, and um, kind of speak, give a report on the latest progress of the experiments. Um, and then I have to usually go back to my lab or go up to the testing grounds, which is kind of where we all sort of encountered each other for the first time. Now, today was supposed to be the final report on this crystal sort of experiment we've been doing. As I, as I mentioned, they're quite close to completion. Cyra's aware that these crystals are effective, but uh, she wanted a report on the behavior of the creature post-transformation. So uh, I expect that uh, I will, at some point, uh, be expected to check in with them or will have guards come visit me in my laboratory to take me down there. Um, but I can, I, if you would like to join me in the laboratory, we can go down. Yep. <laughs> yep. I also say. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Rael, what do you have to say? Everybody ding, looks ding, at ding, uh, ding, 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 Tommy Lee Bones. <laughs> Tommy Lee Bones gives a thumbs up. <laughs> and everybody follows you, Jim. I'm going to trim that down to the edit. Uh, <laughs> <Or steady. laughs> um, 
and everybody goes down to uh, Udrum guides you through a series of tunnels before you come up to a corner. Keep in mind here, uh, first off, Rael, have you are you casting disguise self on yourself again, or are you still mm-hmm. looking like a drow? Uh, you still looking like I Rael. will cast uh, disguise self to. Maybe look like the one that McGinty killed, the female sure. one. Yeah. Sure. Sure. All right, because we're wearing armor, right? Yes. Yeah, so Yoda, Frank, yeah. and no. Anus are both in uh, in armor, uh, in drow drow soldier armor, sort of disguised. Um, uh, and but uh, McGinty, you're not. Yeah, McGinty is just going to stealth along and try to be as inconspicuous as possible and hide in the shadows. <laughs> I see. He doesn't have a disguise. <laughs> Sounds good. So, um, Frank is uh, an old human man in drow warrior armor. Um, nice. And uh, a oh, noose. Oh, who wants the drow mask that I have? Oh. Any takers? <laughs> Frank will put it on. Sure. Frank puts on the drow mask. There's a big beard puffing out underneath <laughs> it, but it, it, it's... it's well, the beard's it's, pretty tame ever since it got Viking braided, so... Yeah, yeah, that's true, that's true, yeah. Um, the, the so there's flesh, and then under jokes. the flesh there's these beard... <laughs> two, two long oh, hairs. Wow. Yeah. Um, uh, Anus, you are also uh, uh, wearing the armor of a drow soldier, um, uh, but you still so, have, you know... Yeah, go ahead. How, do, how would... And I, again... Um, you know, no, no real world connotations here. But like, how different does a half elf look from a dark elf? Right? Like, is there um, a way I could look more like a dark elf? <laughs> <laughs> I don't like where this is going. Romy, there is a lot of no. Ash Romy, um, Romy, a cancel check. Romy, a, a history check, and Rael also please roll me a history check. Oh, okay. How? Yeah, this is. Let's take out first. 18. I got a 15. Okay. Um, Rael, you would um, recall or be aware of the idea that because you are in the Underdark, people's eyes have adjusted a little differently down here. People who have grown up and lived in the Underdark for the entirety of their uh, existence have uh, a bit of a harder time distinguishing color than you might normally think. And the way that drow actually uh, are easily recognize one another is based upon scent. So, um, (laughs) thank God. I was so nervous. It was going to be a visual thing. That's awesome. Um, There is, uh, the drow drow scent is a more, uh, I think, I'm going to describe it this way. It smells like damp metal. Um, Okay. Okay. um, And whatever that evokes in your head. So, um, you you get the sense that uh, if you were to come upon Drow who who might they because you're wearing armor because you guys look physically similar to the shapes of Drows and things like that a noose actually more than Frank without the mask because you are a half elf um, they might not think um, they might not they might not think immediately that that you're not uh, that, that you're not not a Drow but also you guys have also seen people in the Underdark even in this level other Drow soldiers other like uh, Loth soldiers in military that are not Drow elves they are other creatures not any of them look like surface dwellers that you've seen but you have seen like an orc walk by in the same armor and you so so there's there's other creatures down here. Um, yeah, when, cool. So knowing that Rael stops and who's wait 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 don't wash my sheets yet 
Oh, well, I, I, it really seemed like I needed to, but go on. <laughs> Take the sheets and rub them all no. over Frank and a deuce. Okay, and we do it sort of like on our wrists, like cologne and our necks. Like McGinty watches this, he's like, I'm going to stealth. Anusa offers to you beginning to try to get you. Uh, it looks like you got most of it already. There's none left for me. Whoops. <laughs> okay. It's just sweat, McGinty. Yeah. God. <laughs> it works, probably. That's a very good idea. Um, Is that or I'm rubbing myself all over you? What do you want? <laughs> all right, I'll take it to the sheet. <laughs> <laughs> McGinty takes a corner of the sheet and just rubs just it up. a little bit under his chin. <laughs> under his chin. Just yeah. dabs it. Yeah. Um... <laughs> And yeah, uh, so you guys, you guys, Udrum guides you through a series of tunnels. You come up to a corner. You see, um, he he kind of indicates that up ahead. He's like, okay, my lab is just through here. There is a guard stationed outside the laboratory entrance. Uh, you can look, and you guys uh, would all notice um, uh, there's one guard in front of the in, in front of the laboratory entrance. Udrum uh, will let you know. Uh, also, there is a second entrance in there, usually with another guard. But um, yeah, uh, you you guys look fairly convincing except well yeah no honestly <laughs> I'm hiding behind a static mate <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> um, Shh. should we just <laughs> yeah <laughs> should we shall we let's let's yes please <laughs> Yeah. Yes. We're not doing a weird thing. So okay, you all walk up to towards uh, you know the, the so the four of you flanking Udrum walk up uh, to towards uh, this drow, uh, and uh, the drow looks uh, at you all and kind of nods um, and uh, and says okay, uh, carry on through, and then uh, sort of stops. Uh, who's in front? I assume you like probably Udrum. Udrum's in front. Yeah. Okay. Who's who's next? Maybe Big Armor Shield Boy. So a noose is in front. <laughs> yeah. Okay. You see a noose. The guard stops you and and is like, um, oh, uh, why why are there why are there so many of you with this with this uh, with this with this simple human? Are, what what's going on? Some some big problems here? Or? Um, have you ever heard of the peer review process? Uh, uh, not uh, no uh, peer review. No, I just, I want to make, make sure, sure it's not too dangerous. In order to make sure that science is valid, you need input from others, and that's us. Oh, you're scientists. You're you're you're. Other, I did not. I'm sorry. I did not realize. And you see, uh, they they sort of stand out of the way and kind of like let you guys come through. Uh, We'll assume that they understand what science is here. Um, oh, this I mean, they, this really is a bizarre world. Here people <laughs> believe in science. <laughs> yeah, I guess science is a <laughs> convoy shows up. Um, uh, yeah, uh, so you're, you're, you guys are in there. Um, inside the laboratory, you know, there's some large stone slabs and a workspace that you can see. Uh, you see notably... Um, well, everybody roll me perception checks, please. Yeah. Frankie sees all. Frankie got a nat 20. <laughs> okay. Uh, Anus? Anusi sees 19. <laughs> Rael? 
Only 17. And what does McGinty Ginty also sees all. He also got a nat 20. Oh. Okay. okay, so, um, yeah, there's some large stone slabs. Uh, you see there is, in fact, another guard stationed outside. It looks similar to um, similar to the uh, to the guard at the front in terms of stature and size. Not very big guards. Um, uh, you see that there are four uh, free gas crystals uh, on the workspace, some rudimentary lab equipment. Uh, you notice that the wall is mostly used as, like, a chalkboard almost by Udrum. Um and uh, and yeah, that's that's kind of it's uh, kind of it. Can we talk in here without the guards necessarily hearing everything we say? Or mm, yes, is the short answer. Okay. Yeah. So wait, are we whispering or are we brain talking? We should. Well, I don't know. Do you you want can to... just talk normally, please, this is for a, the sake this of the is podcast. This is ASMR. This is ASMR. Ah, <laughs> quit it. <laughs> <laughs> we all lose our cover immediately. Yeah. So, you term. Hey, I got your name right. <laughs> hey. I'm learning. Oh, uh, uh, yes. Can you teach us how to remove the crystals from people safely? Well, this is kind of the thing that I have to figure out. Um, and you see, as he's saying that, he's sort of unwrapping the, the boy's... Um, I assume he brought the boy down with him. Oh, yeah. uh, he's unwrapping the boy's body and uh, laying it out on the workspace and sort of looking at the crystal. You see he's got like some, like a scalpel with him and he's kind of like, he looks a little unsure so he's writing things down and looking uh, at stuff and he says, uh, I, I, I'm going to work on it. The thing is, um, what, I, what I'm worried about is that when I remove the crystal, it may not be easy to, uh, you can't just simply patch up the wound and, and, you know, remove the effects of what I've done. So I need to make sure... You know, if I can just get a few of the uh, ingredients that I asked for, uh, then that may help. But I'm just looking closely here, and I'm not quite sure. Are there, like, uh, secret cellars around, resources that are locked away that maybe we can help you get stuff? You see, Frank, my life has been pretty much go to where you all spent the evening with me yesterday uh, and come here. Uh, uh, now, I'll tell you this. The path to Syra is, I know, through that exit, and um, I will have to go check in with them soon, I'm sure. Uh, I can make it there with all of you. I, clearly, the guards don't seem to care. Um, they may have more answers than what you're looking for, but as we go through these tunnels, um, we can look and, and see, but I... I don't ever veer off the path. I'm always guarded. Here's a thought. Um, some of us are dressed very well as guards and are very convincing. Perhaps we could convince one of these guards to lead us to where the halflings are kept under the guise of some sort of scientific checkup or, you know... Check, check the livestock. <laughs> So to yes, speak. So to speak. I'm just trying to talk like a guard um, right if now. If we can pretend to be guards, maybe they can just take us to where we need to go. Yeah, I think I'll be very convincing. <laughs> yeah. Do you think, is that sincere, Anus, or do, are you being sarcastic? I can't I'm tell with you. Being it's sincere. <laughs> Anus is on board. All right. I, though... I think we should do that. I am curious to see the Syra, though. But my mother was a mage, and I don't know. I just feel like we maybe get some 
information, but then at the same time, she could be very, very dangerous and easily blow our cover. So, what what are the odds that know. she's like a, a childhood friend that knew your mom and you had like a close connection with, and that when she sees you, it'll spark these thoughts and feelings, and we'll be fine? Uh, <laughs> I want to say very low. I want to emphasize left when I was seven. Don't have a lot of memories of this place. <laughs> so you're saying there's a chance? <laughs> <laughs> well, what kind of information do we want to get from her? Well, because do we really know, like, I guess Udon kind of alluded, but do we really know what they're using halflings for? Like, what what's the end game? They're making them into crystal super soldiers, and they're going to probably invade the upper lands. As you guys are talking about this, you see Ujum says, if you are looking at getting access to the rest of the halflings, I do think that Cyra will be your best bet. She seems to know where they are. She is in charge of what I was doing with these crystals to begin with. I, They walked through a number of halflings through her hallways when I was there last. That's true. Like, not any... You, I would assume that not every guard would just be like, oh yeah, hi, halflings, this way, kind of thing. I feel like that would be under kind of... Hush, hush. Confidential scenarios. Yeah. All right. Let's talk to Scylla, Scylla, Cyrilla. It's Cyra. Cyra. It's Cyra Frank. It's not hard to get her name right. (laughs) (laughs) Or at least eavesdrop or something. I don't know. Try to get some info. Sounds good. Um... So as you folks go to exit the laboratory, you see the one guard the, uh, it, it w- is on the other side of, because like, you guys are exiting out the other side towards Syrah. Are there any, like, lab coats I can grab? Uh, <laughs> Aren't you trying to be stealthy, though? Uh, well, you see Udrum is not in a lab coat. He is in, like... Give uh, me your clothes, Udrum. <laughs> he's in he's in regular robes, like, t- like sort of slightly tattered robes. Uh, he's You see he looks at his robes like, you want these? No, I'm just going to gl- grab, like, a clipboard or something that'll make me look wanna, more like sure, a scientist. Sure, sure. Uh, you pick up a piece of lab equipment. Um, yeah. <laughs> just uh, holding a microscope. Just on <laughs> walking around. <laughs> walking around with an eyedropper. Yeah. <laughs> just a flask, yeah. Um... Uh, and, and and you walk, uh, you guys, uh, as you're as you're leaving, you see the one guard sort of stops and says, oh, uh, going to check in? I just hold up my Bunsen burner. Yeah. <laughs> Scientist. Ah, ah, yes. Okay. Yes, thank you. And he lets you on the way. Um, uh, and you guys make your way. Uh, so, um, Rael, the first thing that you notice about the architecture down here as you guys are starting to wind through these caves is that it starts to feel more and more familiar. When you went to the Under District, it was a pretty foreign-feeling place in terms of like what you knew about the Underdark and what felt familiar. Now, this isn't quite the sharp Gothic structures that you recall from your childhood. The buildings still seem a little bit more rounded, uh, a little bit more modern like they were in the Under District. But the more you descend, the more it kind of feels like these hard edges and intricate designs are sort of popping up a little places. Um, Snail-like spirals and fossil-esque shapes dot the walls and and, and torches light some of the tunnels as you all move through. Um, Some of the path opens up into much wider areas where you appear to be like walking on almost like a bridge or a pathway. And as you look around in these areas, you see like other rocky cavernous walls and bridges across these larger areas. Um, And so we're gonna move through this, but I'm gonna get you guys to roll D20s as encounter checks here to see what we run into on our way to Syrah. So, um, we said that uh, Anus was uh, in the front uh, behind you, Drum. Um, What else is our walking order here? Uh, Rail will go after Anus. Sure. I'll be in the rear. Okay. Uh, Yep, Frank. We're gonna alternate uh, guard and on guard. Okay, Okay, so we're going uh, Udrum, Anus, Rail, McGinty, Frank. 
Or no, Frank McGinty. Okay, cool. Um, Old man in the back. I know, please roll oh, me. Oh, slow down! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, everyone's far ahead. Um, yeah. Anus really... got a four. Anus got a four. Ooh. ooh. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you this. You guys are running into encounters if you roll lower than a ten. Um, okay, great. And so 14, f- right, Thomas? <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, <laughs> As you guys are walking, you notice um, you 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 hear like sort of the like uh, like a like a skittering sound a little bit, and um, uh, and it, it, it like echoes out and echoes out and echoes out, but then it sort of, sort of goes quiet. And as you guys uh, turn a corner, you see a body wrapped up in uh, spider webs, um, but it looks like it almost like half broke free. Um, uh, but like, there's like blood dripping down from the inside of it, standing in the spider webs, uh, and you see across this little cavernous hallway is uh, the body of a giant spider, and there's a dagger sticking in its head. It looks dead, um, and you see that the person who is bound up looks like uh, a soldier of Loth's army. You can see that there's a crest on their uh, on their armor, and they they do seem to be alive. Uh, did we There's like a light moaning of agony coming out. Being or like, them, or what? What? Uh, Anus is gonna go forward and sort of say, um, "Are you okay?" Oh, oh my God! Oh, oh! I didn't think help was gonna come here. Um, uh, no. Uh, this thing just burst through the wall and attacked. I mean, you know, you know how it is, but I didn't quite, um, uh, I, this doesn't look so good. And you see, he kind of like moves a little and there's a big hole in his abdomen. Ooh, uh, jeez, I you in the, <laughs> Ooh. it looks, it looks fine. I'm going to say that. Um, okay. I, th- I thought, I thought, uh, we were sort of living in harmony with the spiders. You know, us, us I mean, wolf boys. Yeah. Uh, um, you know, it's not always, uh, not always the easiest, I, I guess. Um, listen, could you, uh, is there, can you call someone or can you t- take me to help? I can, uh, look, I've got some really important science to do, but I can heal you just so oh. that, uh, you sort of feel a bit better, okay? okay. And then, okay. um. I'm here. Here's here's what I'm gonna do. Actually, okay, yeah. You tell me. Uh, you tell me where you need to report back to. You give me your equipment and stuff, and I'll do that for you. You want to give you my equipment? And yeah, just okay. so that I can I'm... sort of be like, trust me. I talked to him. I've got all his stuff. He's fine. Um, and I just yeah. Ask if he's got like a key card or something. Yeah, you have a key card or like any secret goodies? (laughs) Key card. Secret goodies. High tech. Roll me a a persuasion check. Okay. Um, Is there like a retina scanner coming up? I got a 15. Listen, man, I'll give you whatever you want. Just help me, please. Great. Um, So, yeah, as I said, secret goodies, uh, your equipment, and then I will heal you and uh, just tell me exactly sort of where you normally go and how to get there. Uh, yeah, if if you can please help me, I'll, I'll let you know. I I che- I check. I, I I do usually monitor the case in the underdeep, but um, 
lately I've been now, playing control uh, for Syra, and so um, if you could just give me some healing, I can point you in the right direction, please. Absolutely. Now I'm just gonna have you turn your head. Okay. And, and you see, um, he turns his head to the side. How are you with uh, spankings? <laughs> what? Like, some people pass out because they're scared of it. Um, I just want to check medically how you feel about being spanked in order to get health. Whatever it takes, man. I'm going to die. Sure. Great. No, I just wanted to double check. Okay, great. So uh, Anus will spank five health into this guy. <gasps> oh, thank you. Oh, thank you. All right, don't say it so enthusiastically. You're making me uncomfortable. Oh, you see, his, his breath sort of evens out. <laughs> his breath sort of evens out for a second. And he's like, okay. 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 Right. And you said well, you wanted you, my... Can I just say my... you did great? You were very brave. Um, sure. So Thank... here is a okay. lollipop. Oh, a okay. Wait, he's had a lollipops this whole time? <laughs> <laughs> I had one. It's very <laughs> It's the one we got okay, from the spiders I mean... when we first came in. That's right. Nice. Um, and, uh, Anus is gonna, um, yeah, just start taking everything that's gonna <laughs> Sure. So, Anus, you get, um, some, uh, basic-looking, um, basic-looking chainmail armor. Uh, he has a medium, like, uh, or, uh, what's it called? The scimitar, like a regular scimitar. And, um, and there doesn't seem to be, like, he doesn't seem to have very good armor. Plus, there's a huge hole in the abdomen piece, uh, like the chest piece of it. Yeah, mainly, um, I want the headgear. I think that like loth symbol on the head. Uh, yeah, yeah. You see, there's a helmet uh, that he has that has uh, loth sort of crest on the front of it. Um, looks a little bit like what we would maybe imagine like a Spartan helmet to look like, but with loth sort of crest on the uh, front. Yeah, the I'll definitely put that on and or pretend that I'm going to carry it, but intend to put it on <laughs> later. Um, and then, uh, yeah, does he have any other equipment that he needs delivered? Any? Uh, do you? Have, what 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 were your duties right now? Uh, while you heal up, I'll make sure they all get completed. Um, I uh, well, I was supposed to just be monitoring this area and then um, you know waiting for the call. <laughs> okay, and then when the call comes, uh, how do you receive that call? <laughs> well, you just listen for it, and when we hear it, you know we we go. Yeah, and just like uh, what are some of the noises that we might be listening for? <laughs> Uh, roll me a deception check, please. Yeah, With yeah, disadvantage. I would think. <laughs> this guy's a jerk. <laughs> uh, 13. 13? Um, you see, he uh, looks like quite quizzically for a second and regards you, and then it's like, wait, wait a minute. Why are you... Like, do you not know? Did you not go through basic training? Did, do you... What, what, what is going on here? Should I take the shot? Can I see the rest of us? I was gonna take him out. Anus we went forward, anyway. but um, uh, I, are you guys trying to hide? I think Frank Wood is it because he's guard looking. Like he's no? got his crossbow totally aimed at this dude's head. Okay. Uh, I'm Rail's not hiding, but um, just kind of watching to see what unfolds. Sure, sure. With hand on hilt. Hand on hilt. Yeah. Sure. Uh, you Anus. see this guy looks confused uh, and, and like he's challenging you but he also sees that you're like he's hurt badly and there's clearly like Anus you're with people there's, a, there's more of you than there are of him so he's yeah. con like he's like listen just 
the call, you know, of the Blackhorn. Uh, we just hear it and it, it, it echoes out and then we go to, it, it's Cyrus. Yeah, yes, yeah, sorry. I, I, yeah. I, I'm terrible at paying attention in those meetings, but yeah, Blackhorn ah. definitely, that rings a bell. They're a little dry, um, so, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so, um, hey, I just want to say, you've been great. Uh, Thank you. So impressed with how you handle all of this and uh, really happy okay. to help. Um, thank you, and uh, you know, best of luck to you. Sure. Thank. Uh, uh, Here, I'll, can I have I'll like cut a... you down. I'm gonna cut you down. Okay, um, thank you. But you go okay. home and rest, okay? You gotta rest okay. for a couple days now. Really? Do you have some yeah, sort of like, looks... like doctor or scientist who could confirm that that's what I need to do? Yes, I'm no, a scientist. I actually have three. <laughs> From behind the pillar. <laughs> 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 I'm a stalactite. <laughs> Yeah. Um, Just oh, aiming okay. a crossbow okay. at its head. I'm sorry. <laughs> and holding a, like a, a Bunsen burner. Um, okay. Uh, okay. Sounds good. I'll, uh, I'll, I'll go rest. Can I insight to see if this guy please has bought our shit or not? Sure. Yeah, please roll me an insight check. Insight check. Um, uh, 12. 12. 12, uh, it, it looks like, it looks like he's bought it. Um, he's slumping away. Uh, Regardless, <laughs> Rael's gonna look to Anus and be like, you did a good thing, and never change, but then goes up behind and knocks him out. <laughs> knocks uh, the drow, injured drow, out cold. <laughs> uh, sure, roll me, uh, roll me an unarmed attack, please. Okay. I assume you're, I'm sorry, are you, I assume you're, are you like attacking him with a weapon or, but you're trying to knock him out? Or just like out? something hard, like I don't want to kill him, I just sure, want sure. to like Sure, sure, you can roll me an out. attack, it can be armed. Uh, blunt uh, to end of your, like a non-lethal weapon attack. Yeah, we'll, like, attack. We'll, we'll say you're hitting him with a hilt of your sword or something, or your, da- uh, your dagger. Oh, okay. Mm. Uh, oh, that's a math, math, why can't I think of right now? Hold on. 15. 15's go. gonna hit? Sweet. Um, please roll your damage. Okay. To get that five spank heal, <laughs> we got uh, seven, eight. I can, can I do it with my third attack? Uh, <laughs> oh, are you hitting him more than once to uh, knock him until out? he's knocked <laughs> out? <laughs> Anus, how much HP did you give him again? Five, five. five. Yeah, you knock him out. You All knock right. him out. Yeah, uh, and then I like pull him to the side and be like, uh. If you just recall when we were interacting with the first two uh, drow guards, the one really did not care for the life of the other. So just don't want to ring any alarm bells by, you know, drow helping out drow kind of thing. <laughs> but not killing him. I'm growing. Be, yeah, no, I, are you I proud? see that. Yeah, okay. I mean, I'll kill him. I'll straight <laughs> up do it right now. We can just hold the think? Bunsen burner to his face. <laughs> <laughs> He's got a little bit of kerosene left. I can really fry him up. Anus is going to leave a little piece of parchment next to the unconscious uh, guard that says, um, looks like you got tuckered you. out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this cross the out I. <laughs> it says, uh, look, looks like you got tuckered out. Um, your friend, Dr. Guard. <laughs> Doctor Guard, very funny. Um, uh, okay. Does the dagger and the spider look dope? Uh, or just like a normal. It dagger? looks like a regular dagger. 
Doesn't look specifically. Okay. Spider have any fangs in there? <laughs> spider body of a giant spider has a regular mouth on it. Like you know what? So. She doesn't have one. She'll take a fang. Sure, sure. You <laughs> pop a fang out from the giant spider mouth. Um, uh, please. Uh, next in the order, I believe, was Rael. Oh yeah. Yeah. Please roll me a d twenty. Ten. Ten. You. Uh, please uh, roll me a d4. It's like 10 and under, right? That's what you said? Yeah. Get, we are an encounter and just encounter and encounters. Hey? <laughs> I got a three. Uh, you got a three? Yeah. Uh, sure. So uh, as you guys are walking, three drow soldiers are also walking down this tunnel past you. Cool. You guys are almost like on like a bridge this time. It's like uh, uh, as you're moving through these tunnels uh, and those three drow soldiers just sort of pass you. They kind of nod at you. Um and, and uh they they keep carrying on their way. Nod in return. Yep. Yeah. Sure. Okay. Uh Except, wait, 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 McGinty, what are you doing? Are you hiding? I see. No, I'm just uh kind of looking science. at my burner. Oh, science, are you yeah. guys, you guys are walking with like with McGinty as if he's like almost a prisoner as well, right? Sure, yeah. Yeah, like 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 Udrum, right? Like he's you're both scientists, they're like mages and they're to like be like, yeah. Science prisoners. Scientists, yeah. the lowest life form in this world. Um, yeah. Convoy. Uh, <laughs> oh, dear. Um, uh, next up was, uh, um, I believe, Frank, right? Yeah. yeah. Roll me a d20, please. 11. 11. You guys uh, clear sailing. You keep on walking. Everything's good. I got this. Uh, yeah. Frank steps into uh, what looks like another pile of pee. There's a sewage yeah. plane yeah. that's yeah. just yeah. right in our way. Yeah. And just. you definitely pass it because yeah. it's <laughs> We jump over it. It was yeah. fine. Yeah. Very, very bad sewage tunnel, but you clear it easily. Uh, and Bagitti, please roll me a d20. Uh, 14. 14. You guys move through um, uh, and everything is clear. Good job. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, Anuski, can I have a, have a quick chat with you? Yes, guard of to guard. course, Frank. <laughs> I mean, guard. <laughs> uh, that's Dr. Guard. <laughs> I'd go to guard school for nine years. <laughs> I'd just be called the doctor. <laughs> uh, how do you how do you see all these people down here? Like... Are they bad people to you? Are they neutral people? Are you gonna, are you gonna kill when the killing needs happen? Wow, uh, really direct <laughs> questions here. Um, I, you know, everyone has the potential to be redeemed. I don't think that the people I see are necessarily villains, but of course, um, those of them who are and show themselves to be dangerous to my friends can be vanquished for the greater good. And and what if it's us who are doing the killing? Um, well, historically, that's been the case every single time. <laughs> so but what if? used to that by now. <laughs> well, um, yeah, that that's super true. I haven't tried to do too much of that. But I got a feeling I'm gonna have to. And I mean, I do think there's a difference between a an injured person trapped in a spider web who we execute, uh, and uh, you know, enemy combatants who are a danger to us. All right, Anus. I'm uh, okay. I just just want to have that chat with you because I just don't want you to be disappointing me if 
I do what I gotta do. Oh no, Frank, you're you're a very um you're a good man, and uh I know you do what you think is right. Thanks, Anus. Hey, uh hey Udrum, can I have a word? Uh, uh, sure, sure. Who's, uh... Scientist who's... a scientist? Yes, of course. <laughs> he's that's, a, he's that's not a scientist. Uh, <laughs> that's <laughs> professor scientist. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I didn't go to science school, ever. Uh, Good one. <laughs> I... Cut all this, please. An editor cap far away laughs its ass off. <laughs> <laughs> got... Oh, I hate it's these funny. guys. Uh, who is, uh, Cyrus Superior, if we need to, uh, pull rank? You know, I really don't know. Uh, Syra, I, I think, like, I know the answer to Loth on some level, so it goes but, like, I mean, do we know? Syra Loth. As far as I know, uh, Syra's been trying to get the approval of Loth for a long time. Great. Yeah, well, yeah I'm not We really, can help with that. Yeah, yeah. Um, Good to know. Good to know. She's uh, been very happy about the success of this um, project. Uh, yeah. Okay, good to know. And uh, as you guys are having these conversations, a tunnel takes you down a somewhat, uh, somewhat. It gets, it gets a little narrow now. And uh, there's an opening on the side of this pretty narrow tunnel. Uh, and as you kind of peek through it, it reveals a massive open cave. You are now standing at the top of a very wide, slightly steep set of descending stairs. The steps descend about 30 feet, 40 feet down to a large dome-like structure with a large archway opening. These grotesque tendrils are carved out of the rock face, stretching down, um, stretching down this dome and, and, and the, with this like once ornate carving on it that seems to be heavily damaged. There are no guards at present outside of this hall. You can see a little bit of light glowing from within that, uh, like, you know, past that archway. Um, I assume you guys are gonna approach this entrance. No, we'll go back. (laughs) (laughs) Going home. So as you approach the entrance, the archway is about 10 feet across, uh, and and you can kind of catch a glimpse inside. Everybody please roll me perception checks. (laughs) (laughs) Sounds a little bit like like a news, like Morse code. (laughs) This just in. Creepy arch building underground. (laughs) I'm assuming that means you got a net 20. Yeah, net 20. <laughs> um, what did you get, uh, McGinty? Beep, 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 beep. Net 20. <laughs> My eyes have adjusted after three days yeah. in the dark. McGinty's sharp as a fox down here. Uh, uh, Frank. Nine for Frank. Okay, and Anus. We interrupt your regularly scheduled programming to bring you a natural one. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I just found some more gruel on the ground and it's slurping it up. Um, <laughs> the dude's a gruel magnet. It's wild. Oh, man. It's a gruel, gruel world. Um, <laughs> Goodbye, gruel world. That's an episode title. There we are. No. <laughs> there are steps reaching upwards on the inside of this archway. You can kind of see. They kind of go up along the inside of the walls, inside of the archway. They curve up both left and right into some darkness that... Uh, Looks almost just like uh, like there's uh, like it's just an 
an open space up above. It's uh, like it looks cavernous and open. The luminescent glowing substance uh, that you guys saw, you know, in the under district and stuff, this lines some of the lower walls along the edge of this uh, dome area with that has like a very open center. Um, it's almost as if you guys are in like uh, maybe like a very big wide version of like a surgery theater, something blended between like think a gothic uh, coliseum meets a uh, meets like an operating theater. Um, along all these walls uh, are some workspaces, a few bones, a few skeletons, um, what appears to be a lot of refuse. And at the back, near the center, across from the entrance, about a hundred feet away, uh, is a dais with an ornate chair in the center. And this chair seems to almost be made of like a shining obsidian-like wood that um, looks as if it's almost enveloping whoever would be sitting in it. Like it kind of curves up around the arms and around the shoulders and things like that. Um, and sitting in it presently is Syrah, dressed in dark blue and black robes, underneath of which you can see a tunic emblazoned with the spider crest of Volth. She sits. She's a drow elf. She has a rounder face than some of the other drow elves that you've seen in the past. Markedly pointy ears, a long flowing white braid, and the area behind the chair uh, is covered in sort of like a black hazy almost shadow or cloud. Um, and uh, she sits there just seems to be looking at something in her hand. Uh, are you guys going to enter? Send Udrimin. You gonna walk in with Udrim? What are we thinking? I want, well, one, at least one of us should probably, I'm assuming this is true unity. One of us should walk in with Udrim as like the, the guard, but I'm wondering if maybe the rest should hang back and listen or something. How far down know. is it again? How far? Is the, is the chair? Uh, it's, it's about 100 feet across. Yeah, there's, the, the dome is roughly 100 feet in diameter. It's not that even, and like there's some walls and stuff, but yeah. I can hide up top, get an angle on her, but remember, we need to figure out where the halflings are and figure out a way to get to them. Um, maybe uh, two guards. Two guards are a good focal point. We, uh, we balance the visual nicely for her. <laughs> Yeah, very Wes Anderson approach. <laughs> uh, and yes, while you that two sounds do, like a good idea. That way, you two do sneaky stuff and then hit her like a thousand times before she she does anything. I, if we need to, I will point I, out, I, Rail is actually a drow, so it might be good for you to be. My smell is genuine. Yes. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Though I feel uh, attacking is probably. Not like out of the question. This is probably one of the the top mages, and if anything hasn't changed in that regard, which I assume they haven't, uh, we probably don't stand a chance. <laughs> so I, I'll post up and I'll attack only as a last resort, like I always do. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> fair. Yes, oh, I, I understand. I we only to. kill people who are weaker than us. I get it now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's finally yeah, getting it. Yeah. That's yeah, that's. That's just capitalism, my friend. <laughs> um, so, McGinty, you're going up the stairs. You're going on the yep. left, you're going on the right. Which I'll way? go right. Sure. I'll so stealth it. Sure. <laughs> Famously good at these rolls, McGint. Uh, all right, 22. 22, okay. Um, you, you Are you walking at the same time as the group is bringing in? So, Rail and Frank are bringing in Utrum? Yes. Yes. Okay. Yes, we are. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. And um, 
And Anus, are, what are you doing? Are you standing outside the entrance to this place? Yeah, Anus is going to um, post up nearby and just sort of be ready to help if needed. Sure. Are you standing in the like standing outside the doorway on the other side of it? Yeah, this, I'll sort of, sort of look like yeah. an official, like, Lolf business inside. Okay, <laughs> so you're, okay, I see. You're looking like a guard sort of replicate. Yeah, you can turn people away maybe if they try to enter. Yeah. Yeah, okay, so... Um, kind of leans over as we're walking up. Or maybe just, no, she true unities to Frank. Actually, you know what? All of them. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I'm kind of concerned about this black wisp cloud that's behind her, though. Uh, anybody got... Can I do a history of some sort? I don't a, a know. Black a, a you can do an insight check if you want to. Uh, you can do an insight check to see what... Yeah. Sure. Thank you. Yeah, no worries. Not great. What is inside? Where are you? Yeah, only seven. Seven? So, yeah. um, looks like a shrouded cloud. Could I right. make you an arcana on the dark shroud? Sure. That's six. Six <laughs> looks like a dark cloud. I can't see anything past that dark cloud. Yeah. Um, so you guys walk in Udrum, um, and McGinty, you you stealth your way up. I was gonna let you roll it with advantage, but with a twenty, I mean, you can roll again. To see I would love to roll with advantage. See another one, yeah. No, it's worse. Yeah. <laughs> Twenty-two is great. Twenty-two is great. Yeah. Okay. So you 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 uh you don't seem to notice that uh, you don't think that you've been noticed as you as okay. you sneak up there. Okay. Um and there they, you guys bring in Udrum. Um, it's fine. It's fine. You I see, you. uh, as the noise of you guys like stepping into the uh hall kind of like picks up on uh you know you notice that she notices you walking in essentially um and wait hon wait what <laughs> what was that luke what did you say <laughs> it's on the pod i have to now go back and like listen to it we, we ain't hiding it <laughs> we ain't hiding it that was we amazing we ain't hiding nothing oh we just a couple of drown guards <laughs> we ain't hiding we ain't hiding <laughs> so anyway, uh, you guys walk in, and um, uh, you see uh, she uh, like perks up as soon as Udrum walks in, uh, and says, "Well, Udrum, you have done well. Who would have thought when we stumbled upon your convulsing corpse, we'd be looking at a true plague bringer? Well done." And you see Udrum's like, uh, technically I'm not creating a plague. It's just a plague of destruction, which we can use to wreak havoc. <sighs> and uh, as she's speaking, she sort of stands up and, and begins like sort of uh, animatedly pacing on the dais, um, saying, when Loth learns that I have found a practical use for her disgusting little stockpile of halflings, she will be very, very pleased. Rails fists are clenching right now, but she's trying to hide them. <laughs> sure, sure. Um, you see Udrum's like, yeah, um, uh, okay. And she says, well, you've proved very useful. Very, very useful. So, tell me about what, what, what happened to the last experiment. How, how did it behave? How did it operate? What did it do? And you see uh, Udrum uh, is trying to explain to her, well, um, uh, things, things went uh, uh, well, you see, he like kind of glances over at you, Rail, like hoping that you don't get upset with him for talking about this in a positive way to try and keep up appearances. And he's like, it's, yeah, uh, it went well. Um, you know, the the subject transformed uh, effectively and behaved very erratically. Um, there were uh, some minor complications, but 
uh, overall. And you see she says, well, did it kill something? And he's like, uh, um, not, well, uh, and it caused damage, yes? And, she, and he's like, uh, yes, yeah, uh, yeah, killed lots of things, caused lots of, lots of damage. Uh, and she says, well, Eudrum, good work. You've proved useful. And you know what? I think you're done. We've got the crystals. We've got the halflings. I guess it's time for a promotion. And she produces from her robes a small snail-like shell, which she puts to her lips and blows into. And a high-pitched whistle lets out. Is it is it a black horn by any chance? <laughs> I was going to say. <laughs> or a whistle than a horn. That guy didn't know what he was talking about. <laughs> we should go back and bring it up. Yeah. <laughs> Suddenly, um, you all feel that the ground kind of almost begins to rumble. And what uh, a noose, as uh, you're standing outside the doors and you see like streams of drow guards pouring down the steps uh, oh. and walking into the tunnel. And about like 50 to 100 of them. Stop the manoos! <laughs> are walking in and they, they just are marching right past you. They nod at you and they start marching. Uh, and McGinty, you notice they're coming up the stairs. I'm just gonna lean back and just be looking at my Bunsen burner like, oh, this is cool. Like yeah. not trying to hide, but just yeah. like. You're trying to see the people along there. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, Science is great up here. Uh, sure, sure. These guards, like 50 to 100 guards just lining the halls and up above you guys. Um, uh, as this happens, yeah, the, the, the walls are almost like rumbling with the noise of these people arriving. And um, uh, the darkness kind of seems to lift slightly up above almost, and you realize this is like gallery seating. All of these guards are lined up watching, um, and, and they're, they're listening and attentive like in a military way. Um, uh, they, they sort of like, they're not mind controlled or anything, they just seem very dedicated to their cause. The guards are roughly about 50 feet up, just so that you know, McGinty, that's roughly about how high up gotcha, you are. Gotcha. Um, uh, and, and you see uh, she kind of uh, um, moves, moves uh, around and puts her hand on the chair and says, Now, I don't know how you do things up there, but down here, promotions are only given out to those who show they can handle them. So, let's see if you can handle it. And uh, she reaches um, back into the shadows and pulls out a halfling man from the Shroud of Darkness. Uh, he Dad. seems almost unconscious. She's grabbing him by like the collar, and his clothes are tattered. But you all recognize this halfling. It's Timothy. No, ah! Timothy Dalton, <laughs> the butcher. No way. The, the halfling butcher. butcher. Uh, the uh, butcher uh, of Willowhelm, they call him. But don't, <laughs> it's not as scary as it sounds. It's just his job. We have to tell him that his wife is dead. <laughs> you see his left arm is missing at the elbow um, and is bandaged poorly with cloth. Uh, she produces a small crystal from within her robes and in a swift motion, violently presses it into the base of Timothy's skull. She tosses his body off the dais and in front of Eudrum. Timothy's seemingly silent body begins to like jolt and jerk, and a light moan begins to like echo out from his mouth, like a mmm, mm, before eventually getting louder and louder and becoming a scream of agonizing pain. And just as the scream kind of reaches a peak, it seems to almost be swallowed by the grinding sound of crystals and minerals pushing together and closing in his throat, and crystals burst from his skin and envelop him. 
Jagged shining minerals push from his severed arm and create this large like crystal shaped hammer. And he does not sprout wings like the halfling boy you saw before, but oh, good. instead okay, good. <laughs> seems like covered in a small shell of jagged crystals. With his right hand, he reaches into his gut and dislodges a large, long, jagged crystal and cocks it back almost like a javelin before opening his maw and letting out a grinding scream. And that's where we'll end our session. sounds today. Thank you so much for tuning in, folks. If you enjoyed listening to this show, give us that five-star rating. Please, please, shout out to Liam Barry, who's come on board, composed music for the podcast. You can check out his work at liamberry.ca. Follow us on those social media pages. The acronym is a W, a W, a D, an I, a T, and a B. And you can chat about the show using a hashtag with that same acronym. Once again, I have been Kevin Rambrand, your DM, here with Natasha Durant. Real Nilo. Oh, we in trouble. <laughs> Jesse Bergen. Old McGinty has never been angrier. He's seeing, once again, a small business owner <laughs> just being taken advantage of. And um, uh, Luke Cessalon. Uh Frank has been wearing a skin mask and nobody has noticed so far. <laughs> Frank's like, this is going really well. <laughs> and I've been here with Thomas Tolles. T, you got a quote for us? If you want to believe in the fantasy on screen, then you have to believe in the characters and use them as a stepping stone to lead you into this fantasy world. That is Timothy Dalton. Oh! Is that the last thing he ever said? It was, yeah. He turned into a a golem. (laughs) Well, will we see you next time in the basement? (laughs) This just in, this just in.